Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome, 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 everyone, right back here to Marvelous Monday. It is such a pleasure to always be right here on Monday night, 8 o'clock Texas time, to spend some time with some amazing, amazing people from all across our nation, all across Texas, and so we're going to begin shortly by saying that today is a very, very special day, and we'll talk more about that shortly. But let me just give you a little briefing on how we're looking with Taste of North Delight Restaurant. It is coming right along, and we're so excited to be able to announce on the first week in much about all the great things that we're going to do right now tonight, but it's going to be an amazing addition to the northwest part of the city. It is growing in leaps and bounds, and we're so happy uh, to be able to announce great growth in the District of Three, from which I proudly serve uh, the great citizens of this district and proudly serve all the citizens of Tyler, Texas. So stay tuned. We'll, as we get closer in, we'll talk more about it. And then secondly, I want to take this opportunity to say happy birthday to my sister uh, who shares a celebration with uh, none other than Miss Rihanna. But I want to take really this moment to uh, and condolences to my elder sister, uh, Professor Ray. Miss Rihanna knows her very, very well. She used to be on one of our shows for years. Her son uh, passed away, had cardiac arrest, passed away a few days ago, and uh, I will be heading out to Omaha, Nebraska uh, to um, intern him. Uh, he was a veteran of uh, the Air Force, an amazing gentleman, and our hearts are broken right now on the demise of Professor Ray's only son. And so my sister actually is working toward getting past the death of her husband, which has been about, uh, I guess, about months ago that he passed away of COVID. Uh, before the injections came out, maybe it's been a, a two years now, and um, and now her son. And so she's having a very difficult time, and so I'm asking all of my friends on the air to just remember my family, Erwin Ross, uh, the Keller family, uh, and the demise of uh, my sister's only son. So with that being mm-hmm. said, I read Dr. Hagney. I am excited, Hello. Dr. Hagney. How are you doing? How are you? 
Oh, oh my it. goodness. I oh, lo- here's a, here's I a blessing. It's blessed to be back and hearing you. Yes, voices. sir. Yes. Birthday and you. also a yes, condolence for your right. friend. I, you know that's the you. That's what we're experiencing. Yeah. So so much. Yes, great yeah. to be back. We, that's right. So much so much death, Dr. Hagney. I, I tell you, uh, it, it's hit my sister hard and heavy. But um, God does not make any mistakes. We know. We we know He mm-hmm. doesn't. Uh, we just right. have to get get accustomed to not having that that place at the table, right? That's and right. all the that's major so, events right. and things that we have. But you, you, you warmed my heart uh, to have you uh, on tonight, and and so we we have somebody very special that we want to introduce you to, and you probably already know this name, but Dr. Odell Carr. And Dr. Carr, are you there yet? I'm here. Good evening. Thank you the, for having yes. me again. Good oh, absolutely. I want to introduce you to uh, Dr. Richard Hackney, uh, okay. pharmacy. His doc- doctorate is in pharmacy. He comes out of medicine. And then uh, Dr. Hackney, this is Dr. Odell Carr. Uh, he's a theologian and also a, a great author. Uh, uh, there's a lot of things, uh, uh, advocates in uh, America for equal justice, and he's just an amazing gentleman. So, is one of Excellent. our regulars, and uh, he's been out for a few weeks, and so we're just excited to have him back uh, on this yes. session. So I, w- I wanted to introduce uh, Dr. Hagner. You can say whatever you want to say and, of course, greet uh, Dr. Carr, and, and we're just happy to have him coming. He is actually a friend, a very, very dear friend of Dr. Niall Smith. Go right ahead, Dr. Hagner, oh. and then we'll have uh, oh, okay. on, I believe. Hey, hey, wait a minute before you do that, though. Uh, you, you need to introduce me to Dr. Who, who is this? <laughs> I know that's the truth. <laughs> Mr. Arthur's there, Dr. Hagney. Uh, Dr. Hagney is a oh, stranger yeah, almost, isn't we, we missed this so much. <laughs> oh, we we thought we were going to have to send the, the FBI out after he and, and uh, Pastor Cooper. <laughs> Pastor Cooper and Philip Sue, we're going to send the back, FBI out after him. I'm going to send the Sure, Dr. Pat Cooper probably busy campaigning there. Always great to be back. Absolutely, it really, truly. Yes. You you sound great. You sound great. You sound great. Go ahead, Dr. Hagman. Looking forward to meeting no more about Dr. Carr and his his work and his interest in writing. So it's it's so much is needed out there. So it's going to be exciting just to hear his his involvement and his contribution. And truly, I know it's already a blessing that he's on. Oh, oh, absolutely! And I'm gonna tell you, once you once you see him, uh, just Google him, and you're gonna say, "Oh my goodness, we got a star on our show." <laughs> you, you, you gotta re- well, you gotta recognize him once you uh, once you maybe pull him, pull, Google him up, and and see his photograph. You'll you'll know, and he's been around for quite some time on that battlefield, fighting uh, for the cause of. Uh, Justice for the cause of uh, religion and all kinds of things uh, that he has been involved in, in for a very very long time. So we're very blessed to have him uh, on on our show, and, and he knows he's got an open invitation. He can be permanent. He can be as frequently as he so chooses, and and because he has a wealth of knowledge to share with our uh, our listeners and with us. 
sir. Thank you so very much. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. And I, I sent you a little note, uh, Dr. Carr. I don't know if you received I texted it to you. Uh, I don't know if you received it or not. Uh, so if you check your text, text messages, you may see uh, some of the things that, uh, that I'd like to, for us to focus on on tonight. We always started out, and I don't think, yes, okay, great. I'm, I'm not sure that uh, Pastor Cooper is going to be on, uh, Mr. Arthur Wright. He's still out there. As you know, uh, uh, Dr. Carr, yes, and, this, yes, okay, go ahead, Mr. Arthur. And do you say we're going to say something about about uh, a birthday girl that, that we're doing oh, the first one? Yes, yeah, I'll get us there. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what we norm I was about to say to Dr. Carr, what we normally do with uh with Dr. Hackney is that we start we start out before we get deep into the show and um and let him bring us up to date on how we're looking with COVID. So Doctor Hackney, if you Absolutely. have anything that you want to say, yeah, in regards to uh COVID and what's going on there, please take that opportunity and then we'll get into the show. Very good. Very good. Hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. Can you 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 can what are we learning from COVID? Uh, so I, one thing now is, you know, we have to maintain our our safety precautions, and we have to protect our, our seniors at 65 and above. And we come in a period where we have a lot of graduations, a lot of family reunion, a lot of get-together. I advise yes. people, and strongly, COVID has not gone away. Uh, so therefore, yes. continue your safe guideline distances, and I, I'm proud of some, there are some churches still have that mass uh, protocol in place. And I think and that, you know, that's your church. Uh, yes, <laughs> we do. So, <laughs> we have it, we have it in place. And I'm not saying that lightly because I tell you, they, they have not changed. And that's good. It's just several other churches I've been doing that. We need to do that because, like I said earlier, COVID has not gone into place. And uh, is uh, so we have to be very cautious. I just want to emphasize. Tonight, one of the reports I saw that, quote, based on what COVID has done, is it just um, really illuminated all the weakness of our, uh, our health care system, not only our health care system, but our system in general. But I just want to emphasize tonight, you know, we all, we are working in a lot of these prostate and other areas. One area that's indicated a uh, significant effect has been in the area of uh, maternal infants, uh, mortality. And that's a report that just came out in JAMA, which one of the major medical uh, newspapers there talking about the incident, increased mortality rates in maternal. Uh, and so that, and of course, all, all these stats always affect us as a race of people. But also that was that was even prior to COVID. But COVID just activated all these areas. But we just have to look at this and look at why it occurred and, and really look, continue looking at guidelines and continue looking at maternal overall because of the preconditions and uh, uh, prenatal care and primary care access, primary care doctor. It just, uh, it just illustrates the weakness of our, our health care system. So I just, uh, that just, and of course, that just essentially what COVID has done. The heart attack, all areas, is just exacerbated those areas. So we just have to continue to be careful with it. 
uh, and be aware and the safety guidelines and and for my uh, as a uh, as a community of color, we really we're at the point that we have to take care of ourselves. Uh, as mm-hmm. I mentioned, one of the reasons why a lot of young ladies may not have gotten vaccinated because of misinformation about the effect of COVID on pregnancies, which wasn't substantiated. So what we have identified in the area of healthcare, we're going to have to take care of ourselves, and that's going to, and that's that's a key, and that's what we are going to improve disparities and throughout our healthcare system. When we look at start taking care of our own health care and, 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 and take a lead in that. So in, in, uh, just continue to say through with COVID, uh, the distances I mentioned, and also the preconditioned individual. Now, also, there's a possible the discussion that the government is going to approve a, what they call a spring booster uh, that will mm-hmm. fall in line like the six months after the September. I think it probably, probably close if they not already approved it. Uh, spring right. booster for... Seniors that are both six to five and preconditioned. Again, this is a group that's that's where we included in, and it was a been it's been a lot of confusion from the government about the boosters, the number of boosters should they do, should it be an annual booster, uh, and so that has been part of the overall uh, problem we've had with COVID, and not good leadership and good direction. But I think they're they're sort of agree, agreeing that there's a possible need for possibly a spring booster, and later on, probably yeah. we'll probably want to. An annual uh, booster shot. That's that's where it's going, and unless there's a new sure. variant to come out that that you know changes that. But I think that's the direction we're going. Looking at annual um, uh, vaccination, annual booster uh, to just to maintain, mm-hmm. which we've seen this in other histories, other other areas that's that we've right. had these annual flu shots and everything. So I think it's going to be just consistent with the uh, with mm-hmm. the other things. Very good. Okay. And you know, Dr. Tag, outstanding. I um I give I give us a pass simply because this COVID is so new uh, to us. And I'll share with you all quickly that, um, that my, my nephew had had some um, orthopedic surgery done. He went into rehab. And, uh, and you know how after you have a surgery uh, on limbs and joints and things and, and you go in rehab. And so he went into rehab and there was an outbreak of COVID in, in the rehab. Facility, mm. so he caught it, and then he was mm. discharged and and went home. And uh, by George, he got uh, he went into it, it affected his heart, and mm-hmm. it went into cardiac mm-hmm. arrest, and wow. uh, was in his ba- was in his bathroom getting dressed and uh, and fell in there, and uh, so he didn't show up to call his mother like he normally does and everything. Mm-hmm. And so they went to his apartment. And found him on the floor, and they said that oh. uh, that because of uh, because of the uh, heart uh, and because mm. of the surgery and all, the, the, his the system was right. a little weak from having that uh, mm-hmm. limb surgery, um, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's what took him out. So you can actually accredit a COVID to uh, to actually his mm. cardiac arrest, probably. So you're mm-hmm. absolutely 100, percent and I believe that we're going to have that as an annual booster, just like our. Uh, our other boosters and injections and things that we get. Go ahead. You want to mm-hmm. say something else? That's so true because even the diagnosis of COVID, that's, that's one of the discussions. Uh, that's not being diagnosed. Uh, yes. You know, and so, and we also have to be sort of follow that. And also, the, the um, as you mentioned, the, the long-term COVID. Uh, we're still yes. wrestling with, with proper diagnosis. Our, our physicians are um uh, they are they are sort of a standstill making that diagnosis. I think they have to be a little more aggressive and rule on the safe of a caution 
uh, and, 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 and look at it as COVID. And still saying it's not or some, something else. But the uh, COVID base, of, as I said earlier, has really exacerbated the, the weakness of our system, our bodies, and everything. And that's what we're looking at. We're hoping this COVID uh, virus does not attach itself to another virus that's, that's been around a long time. That's, that's one of our fears. But I hate to hear that. That's, you know, uh, what, that's, that's occurring so, so often. And so yeah. we just have to be more aggressive. We have to be more cautious. And in that situation, you know, in the disposal, in the, in the unit and all that, our healthcare sites going to also be a little more aggressive and straightforward in precaution uh, as they, and of course, like I said earlier, COVID has not gone away. We're dealing That's with the long exactly term. Right. We're dealing with the new mm-hmm. uh, diagnosis and everything. So we have to, we have to be on guard. We just have to maintain. Mm-hmm. I wish, I wish all, the, I wish all the church be like your church. Be frank, honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. With, yes, your, sir. with your guidelines there. Right. I wrote those guidelines right when COVID was starting, so pretty much we're uh, complying. There, there's a few that have had COVID that uh, and said, well, I've been totally vaccinated. I've had COVID. I don't have to worry about it. So we have to try to educate people that you can have COVID a second time and even a third time, uh, you know, if the body is weak enough and that, that comes into your uh, purview, you can you can pick it up. So, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, so anyways, uh, that's my nephew is not even, I mean, he's in his late 50s. He's 50 and just turned 59 in December. So, uh, wow. so that, that's, yeah. that's the way it was. But at any rate, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, Dr. Niall Smith is on. Dr. Smith, are you there? Hello, how are you all doing? We're great, Dr. Smith. Thank you, and welcome back. And uh, it's it's always a pleasure to have you. And let me tell you what, you gave us a real winner when you gave us uh, Dr. Odell Carr. And so we appreciate that. And so, all right. And, and it's not surprising that you all are uh, best buds because you, you're mirrors of each other. And so we, uh-huh. we just appreciate <laughs> we just appreciate having you all on. Does anybody, Mr. Arthur, anybody have any questions of uh, Dr. Um, Hagney before we get going? Dr. Carr, I don't know if you have any questions or anything that you'd like to say to Dr. Hagney before we get deep into the show. We do have a big birthday celebration. She's out for dinner right now, and so we're hoping that she may be able to tune in a little bit uh, on the show a little bit later on just celebrate mm. her. Uh, birthday. Well, you know, I'd like to ask one question. Yes, sir. Go ahead. I'm, I'm just getting on, but before he gets off, I was wondering whether or not uh, the COVID and other things as well, how are they affecting mental illness in our communities? Yeah, interesting, right there, Craig. Uh, COVID, like other uh, the stress of mental illness, did that that is a serious problem in our in our community. It's a problem that really need be, to be addressed because a lot of you know a lot of what we experience in our community it is mental related, and we have to learn how to uh, um, handle that. I mean, why I mentioned that we our task force is Dr. Camille, when she's on that task force, we were requested uh, by the state to help them identify what are the mental health needs in the minority community. Uh, they they really to they really they want to know, and that's a plus that they come into the community action because of, um, when you have stress and everything associated with COVID, uh, 
when you have uh, you know death of family members and as Doc mentioned earlier, destruction of your family routines, all that uh, contribute to stress. But also we have to maybe do and also have to look at you we have to address that. We have to uh, uh, pay attention to that because there are so many things in the day in our community now well, mentally why the we work on over the COVIDs and many of the opioids and all those and everything. So we need to look at and in our community we need to uh, sort of be honest about mental health and, and address it and discuss it and have a line of communication because even yeah. even our, our school kids in, in school we were talking about that the other day they are under a lot of uh, mental stress from what's going on in their school and, and everything that happened around people. So yes, COVID uh, has um, has an impact on the mental health relatives and what you're doing, concern. You have or not, so uh, I would advise. Of course, we have a choice of um, uh, primary care docs. Uh, if you have your physician, if you have uh, uh, you talk about what your stress, what, talk about your concerns. Particularly if you you lose a close yeah. family member to cause stress, and someone been so close to you for years, and that. So those are factors. So we need to, as a, in our community, we need to step forward and be uh, honest about knowing, and, and also to listen to individuals. You know, that's another thing. There are a lot of people just isolated, just phone calls and check on mm-hmm. individuals. That's yeah. important. Cause I, it's so upsetting to find when church members or members, no one, they, they, they fall in these conditions, no one ever calls and check on them. Uh, that's that's yeah. what younger people need to do with their grandparents. There are so many people just out there just isolating. That, so I'm talking, even isolation causes mental stress. So, right. so there's a lot of factors yeah. that cause that. We just have to be a family again. Uh, and Amen. check on each other, talk each other, uh, have meals together. Uh, have, you know, we need to come back together. We've gotten so isolated that everything get between us and, and what we used to comfortable with it creates a problem. So, yes, COVID is a major uh, component there. We just have to uh, uh, address it, be honest with it. Even there are some states don't even diagnose uh, deaths uh, of death COVID. So there are a lot of issues that are facing this. That just puts anytime cause stress on someone, it creates a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Very good. Hey, well, you know, Dr. Uh, Henry, I, oh, go ahead, Mr. Arthur. You, you told me to ask Dr. a question. I ain't got to ask none yet. Go right ahead, <laughs> sir. <laughs> <laughs> go right ahead, <laughs> Mr. Hey, Arthur. Study where they studying the people that didn't get COVID. So they're trying to figure out, you know, what do we have that, you know, other people didn't have maybe. So, uh Am I am I super in some kind of way, or I mean, how's that working? Have you started study? And I, and I think that's a brilliant a brilliant idea, Dr. Hadley, uh, because I'm I, we're Mr. Arthur and myself. We run a, one of few, and I don't know about Dr. Carr and Dr. Uh, Niall Smith, but we're one of few people that did not get it, and there's some people who got it repeatedly, uh, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, and my my nephew got it that one time, and then he's gone. And so, uh, and I'm not saying that that's what I think the cardiac the, the cardiac arrest is what got him. But mm. what I'm saying is that I believe that the COVID may have had something to do with the weakening of his heart. But go ahead, go oh, yeah. ahead and well, respond no, to that. Doc, it, it, it just document biology, but uh, how we are created. Yeah. Uh, you know, just in uh, uh, sure you you you, uh, you much COVID. What I've been doing all these COVID, we've been doing. I haven't developed COVID, 
it, but if exactly. you have to back to, right. back to the back to biology of God creating bodies, and that not not saying you will not get this code because what this code that's is right. doing is is mutating. See, that's the see that's, what that's what it. be very cautious about. I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. that this mutating does not attach itself to another mm-hmm. common virus that will affect people who had not been infected before. So I would mm-hmm. say to answer your question, I would say thank God. God is the only, God is the only reason. It's not you that you're super. There, there's somebody that that that's the superior that know you. So, so each day, each day I tell everybody what you need to do is uh, get up and thank God that you have not. I'm, I'm just on when I say COVID, but there's a whole other thing you need to thank God for. But I tell you, this is one that don't think you're super and you're not gonna get it because this virus is looking for people who have not got. That, that's, that's exactly that's correct. Telling, that's it. That's it. That's it. Telling you this virus and this the, the virus is developing ways that it can reach people right. who had not reached before. So be just. Uh, just right. I would just tell people, you haven't got it now. Thank God. Well, I look and at and it there's, like a whole, there's a whole brand new strand that's out yep. there right now. As uh, I don't know, I can't remember if Dr. Hagman mentioned that or not. But but he talked about the mutation that that growing off from mm. one to the other. So we don't know what we may end up with, and we don't know if the new strand uh, is going to be the uh, vaccines are going to be effective for this new strand. That's why they're talking about mm-hmm. new boosters and boosting us every single year, like we do the flu, because we have different strands of flu as well. Yeah. So yeah, new strands. new strands. The new strands in, in, are over in over in India, they, and right. it is, they uh, that's they they've identified. Is, is it so it's more aggressive and all is is it so therefore right. you're exactly right. This this virus is mutated. It's looking for people who have not received it. And so mm-hmm. you know those, that new strand is over in India that everybody's watching just to see what happens and, and, and where it's going. And, and, so, and I'm glad that Dr. Hagney mentioned that and then we're gonna to go to Dr. Niall Smith, but I'm glad he mentioned that, that where it's located. But remember we live in a global society where people are traveling yes. all over the world, from America to yep. India to China mm-hmm. to everywhere in the world so yeah. that's how right. things get brought back I, I i'm reminded of uh of how how aids uh supposedly according to and the band plays on the book uh, about how aids got into america from mm. another country so uh, just think about that so go ahead dr Nall smith yeah I, I was just gonna say shortly you know i think we have to also look at we've talked about other things but we have to look at our spiritual lives. Yes, sir. Uh, there's a lot mm-hmm. of immoral activity that is also going on in our communities, and I'm quite sure that it has some part to play in the other things that are going on. So when you talk about family, you talk about cleaning up our acts, you talk about our activities, I think we have to cur- curtail quite a few things not just one, and that's why I was wondering whether or not uh, our nonprofit organizations, uh, our organizations like our fraternities and sororities are doing the things that they need to do to address these issues like the doctor was saying. Yes, good point. Well, doctor, you may want to answer that from your, from your sorority viewpoint. Yeah, <laughs> well, what we do have, well, we're not – we haven't keyed in specifically on uh, specific illness ex- except for COVID. Yes, we have done a 
lots of work in, in COVID along with Dr. Hagney. And Dr. Hagney did not mention the fact that he established uh, and found, was the founder of a, of a healthcare system for African Americans in East Texas that has spread all over Texas and doing great work. And so obviously because COVID was so new to us that we did uh, put a lot of emphasis in, and, and of course Dr. Uh, Smith and then uh, Mr. Arthur can mention uh, what their fraternity has done, but we did a lot of work a lot of work. And then another thing that we work heavily on in my sorority is uh, breast cancer among women of color. And so those are the two things that we have put a lot of emphasis on. And not so much as, as uh, I think uh, I think what Dr. Smith was asking is if we focus, and he can correct me uh, if I'm incorrect, that if we, we focus on immorality, was that what you were asking? Yes, you're uh, Dr. right. Okay, I thought that's what you were asking. And so the, to answer that, I, I, no, I'd say no, uh, because uh, we do have a strong spiritual arm of Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority, a strong spiritual. As a matter of fact, we uh, established a, a, several years ago, established a specific um, a specific spirituality piece to our organization. We always have devotion every time we have our meetings and all that from the inception of our sorority. However, because we had a lot of tragic deaths and a lot of things uh, to happen to uh, our sorority sisters uh, several years back, even when my grandson was mauled to death by the pit bull, uh, I, I never shall forget how the spiritual a part arm of our sorority reached out to me when I went to uh, to our regional conference. They brought me into uh, the uh, they set up an entire uh, chapel there doing our our conference, and they brought all the the women who had specific issues that had happened to them, and so that is a strong strong arm. But as far as uh, immorality, they kind of leave that to people's individual, uh, a person like uh, Dr. Carr, uh, their spiritual leader, more or less, but just focus specifically on uh, what, may, what they may be dealing with. Mental illness, mental health is one of the key things that they uh, focus on. In our, like this coming, we leave Thursday to go to New Orleans, Louisiana for our uh, our regional conference for our southwest, south, southern side, south central regional conference, and you, I guarantee you, you will have all kinds of spiritual leaders that are members of our sorority that will be in that little chapel addressing uh, any issues that any of the sorority sisters may be having. Mm-hmm. You know, that hey, 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 my sister. No. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mr. Go right ahead. Sister Rosalind Kennedy, she's going to be down there with y'all. So. Oh, okay. No. okay. I want to mention you mentioned our task force. Uh, yes, I would tell the pastor the strength of our task force has been the black past and black church. That's right. Uh, I can't I can't say that enough. Washington D.C. began to understand that. Austin began to understand that. The success we've had with it, with our task force has been the our uh, and the trust. I tell Washington D.C. this all the time. Trust in America is in the black pastor and the black church. We have proven that over and over again and sort of what he was in, in that whole family. You go into the black church, as we all know, everything got started in the black church, education, family, and all that. 
And that's why the success of our task force, because we have now 12 church hubs over 27 counties in areas stretching from Texarkana all the way to Beaumont. But that the pastor that trusts in the black church, which leads into some of his discussion, he's talking about the moral, moral issues and family and family structure, because it's through the church and also it gives us an opportunity yeah. to bring God and Jesus Christ into what we're doing. When you do that, you cut all the bases are, are touched. Uh, at, some, exactly. at some point or another. <laughs> so, and I would, and I tell you what, the success of that now, we say we can, we can do that. There are groups coming to us, asking us, can we help them reach the communities of color through our churches? Now, a couple mm-hmm. of groups have been trying to identify, develop church hubs, and so I don't, I'm trying to make questions about that. But there, there have been three groups who come. I mean, national groups who come to. I mentioned the mental health area. The state itself, they came to our group because they knew we were working through the black churches to reach the black household. There is another group yes. with the opioid. Well, UT, I'll tell you, UT, that's that grant through Hershey. I'm going to tell you something Hershey said. Hershey, as you know, this major organization that funds almost everything. <laughs> they were in Tyler, Dr. U.B. Pryor, over UT. I was so impressed with UT school. You know that whole system over there. Hershey came right. to Tyler. Not only, they didn't only come to Tyler. They came down to Jacksonville, Texas. Now, they came, and what they saw in that, they were saying, in the future, all that program, they want to make sure the minority component is included. They apologize, yeah. not included. They recognize it now. Yeah. To reach out. So what you're talking about, Pastor, reach out community through the churches. They recognize that now. And Hershey, yeah. Hershey That's it. they said in all their future grants, they're going across. They're going to look and make sure that they come to the black community and ask those questions, black mental health courses. Uh, opioid question. Access because before they've been trying to determine what's now they recognize yeah. through what we've done with the church and the black church, you know, right. and, and the black pastor. That trust is there. It's not the president. Right. It's not somebody as famous as that black pastor. These individual that's companies they call the pastor and the church say so, and that and that's yeah, going exactly. that's getting to your area. You're talking about family and morality and all that. That's how uh, we're going yeah. to mm-hmm. black church. Very good. And this coming up weekend. Uh, Dr. Smith will have uh, will be focusing on sickle cell, and so mm-hmm. there'll be a big. And so, we, listen. Let, let me share with you, gentlemen, that you don't know the great work that Dr. Hagney has done in order to get us all fired up and bring in a network where we have our own Northeast Texas uh, healthcare system from right. the African American community to let them know what we expect. And so I salute him. And so we want to, Dr. Carr, do you have any questions? Do you have any questions, uh, Dr. Carr? I I don't have any particular questions. I was listening pretty closely. And from the uh, the vantage point here in Arkansas, southern Arkansas, where I live, a couple of issues that I think that uh, would be good to enunciate tonight, and that is uh, when I look at the public face of Arkansas, uh, the people going in and out of the grocery stores, the uh, Walmart, uh, the eateries, it seems like there's kind of a, an assumption uh, that COVID is a thing of yesterday and not an ongoing mm-hmm. issue. So I'm sort of glad to hear Dr. Handy talk about COVID uh, from the, uh, to the extent that we need to make certain that the network of information continues to flow. And being a okay. pastor, we do maintain to this date our masking uh, profile and hand washing techniques and social yeah, distancing yeah. because I believe yeah. that it's very difficult to fight against something that's in the air that you can't see. 
so we can best right. protect ourselves by following the protocols established by Dr. Hadley. So this is a very interesting uh, conversation, very interesting indeed. And I didn't know about the new strand that's impacting India the way it is. I wasn't I wasn't aware Absolutely. of that. So I'm, Absolutely. I'm Absolutely. And, and we're watching very closely uh, to watch any new strands and anything that comes out of our hospitals uh, because they have to keep that strict, strict uh, protocol uh, in the hospitals. You can't just bounce inside of the hospital and, and – uh, expect to be able to not have your mask. As a matter of fact, one of our dear friends, our dear, dear friend, um, was had his mother, 97 years of age, and he was going he's one of those non-vaxxers and those didn't believe in masks and all of that. He's a dear friend of mine. And so um, used to be a Republican. He's kind of changed that a little bit now after a lot of things have happened in our country. But he was arrested. He was just going to bombard himself on into the hospital. Uh, and I mm. said, you know, let me just share with you, my brother, uh, that uh, you don't have that sense of entitlement just because you're a Caucasian brother. You don't. And so they arrested him and put him in jail. And uh, and then he was oh. barred away from being. So I had to, along with myself and one of our other friends, who I had uh, asked her to uh, to to come on to take care of his mother. His mother was a nurse, take care of her, and she took care of her until she passed away. But we we were the ones who visited her at the hospital and made sure things were well cared for because he was barred not to be able to go back into that hospital and never did get back there. Either. And mm-hmm. so I said to him, but wouldn't would it not be important enough for you to just go ahead and put on a mask so that you can go and see your mother? You've been taking care of your mother and living in the household with your mother for all these years. Uh, when he when he uh, left from the East Coast and moved back home to take care of his mother to make sure she was she had two boys. And so um, so I said, you're you're a brilliant scientist, anyways. You know better. And as, as a matter of fact. If I called his name, which I would not on the air, but uh, Dr. Hagney would know exactly who he is. But, uh, hmm. but, but he is a brilliant man, and he's a scientist, but he just refused to put a mask on, bottom line, in the story. So that's that. <laughs> okay. Well, if, if no more questions of Dr. Hagney, great, Dr. Hagney, great report. Thank you. Uh, we've, we've missed uh, having you to keep us up to date, but you brought us all the way up to date, and, and I appreciate that. So I know Mr. Arthur is excited about getting ready to uh, to salute uh, our beautiful engineer uh, and my daughter, uh, Miss Rihanna Piggles, who is out having a dinner with her husband celebrating her birthday. But I want to – I'm going to start with um, – I'll, I'll go ahead and start with Mr. Arthur, and then, and then we'll go to to, uh, to Dr. Hagney, and then we can end with me. And the only reason that we won't go to Dr. Carr, and we will go to Dr. Carr and, and, and uh, Dr. Smith. They can uh, greet and say ho- uh, hello to her. Uh, she will listen to the show uh, tomorrow or later on uh, because, she, like I said, she's enjoying her evening, and so we're happy that she would do that. So she can listen later on. But they can say, wish her a happy birthday or whatever they want to say. But I want us to say exactly what Miss Rihanna means to us. And so we'll, we'll start with, uh, with Mr. Arthur, because uh, I know he's raring to go. He loves himself a uh, Riri. <laughs> and so, and so, uh, so go ahead, Mr. Arthur, and tell us exactly what Riri means to you. 
but well, as long as only as only oh, you know white lady on the show, uh, you know I have to give a. Uh, her name is Rihanna, so I figured, hey, Riri, oh yeah, we got, oh yeah, so I, so, so I hooked up. So she's Riri. Uh, but what I appreciate about right the perspective she brings to the show, uh, you know, she's great at you know she's great at knowing what not to say. <laughs> I can, you know, she, you know. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, so as a matter of fact, this is what she'll say. Uh, that's not in my lane. Oh, that, okay. <laughs> I, I don't have any comments on that. Okay, so go ahead, Ms. Arthur. <laughs> I was trying to find somebody that I could compare to, so... So I so, so I just say that she's you know she's our Gloria Johnson. That's another black name. <laughs> I see. See, you know, in the African American community, we always have a, we 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 find a nickname, so to speak, mm-hmm. of people instead of calling them their actual names. It's we we abbreviate. So that's how we <laughs> read came about, and so that's that's his black part that he's giving to her. <laughs> that that's the soul, the soul part that Miss Rihanna, because she's okay. got a lot of soul. Trust me. But go ahead, Miss Arthur, if you have more. <laughs> now, but basically, I just want to say that I appreciate you know, appreciate her being on the show. We miss her when she's not here because she brings that perspective. So, uh, you know, happy birthday and happy birthday and happy birthday. I was saying, but no, no, don't do that. As a matter of fact, <laughs> leave before we leave. I'll pull, I'll pull up a happy birthday song, and we, and we can end it with a happy birthday song. We'll, we'll find one somewhere on on, on the internet. You, you, oh, look, yes. you look for us one, so that so we don't have to embarrass ourselves by trying to sing. Let's of course, let's of course, uh, Dr. Carr. And, and Dr. Hagley and, and Dr. Smith can sing. All three of those doctors can sing. No, if they can no, sing, no, we'll let them no, sing. No, no, no I'm going to bother you. No, you go. Dr. Hagley already said, I'm passing. I'm, I don't know about Dr. I'm Smith passing, and Dr. Carr. Thanks for no time. Yeah, well, Dr. Carr said he's passing too. What about you, uh, Frat? Doctor, I'm talking about Dr. Carr. Uh, excuse me, I'm talking about Dr. Uh, Niall Smith, my fraternity yeah. brother. Yes. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll just say, I'll say happy birthday, Dave Riri, <laughs> and uh, I'll do something and just say happy birthday to you and many more. <laughs> there you go. Okay. All right. Dr. Carr, go ahead. Dr. Carr, you have something? I think it would be in order for me to appreciate the work that Rihanna does for this program and how he yes. touch, she touches the lives of the people who are talking tonight. And I'm hopeful that she's having a grand time celebrating her birthday and we'll be uh, happy to see her back uh, in the form that she is always in, rare form, honestly <laughs> and truthfully. So I'm hoping she'll have a great Beautiful. birthday and looking forward to talking <laughs> to her soon. Beautiful. That was outstanding. I love it. Okay, Dr. Hagney, it's on you. Okay, I agree that being able to have the discussion we've had tonight is truly a blessing. But when I first heard, I heard she spent some time with you, with maybe yes. Dick Gregory and the Black Caucus yes. over the Ewell campaign. Yes. That was back yes. when she, when I heard that, it just, it just, you know, I'm a history buff, but in those names, yes. you know, that environment, that was time, laid the foundation of what we're experiencing today. Yes. And when you see what the, your guys having up there in Tennessee and other places, national other places, 
is the foundation, is the people that, that laid the foundation earlier. You know, you died, Dr. McKellar and Nick Gregory and the Black Hawk, all those guys. Mm-hmm. I can name all those old yeah. guys in the Black Hawkers. But they laid the foundation of what, you know, the opportunity to, to build on their desires and also their purpose. They all have a purpose yeah. in life. You know, God has a master yeah. plan. And we all have a purpose. And you are laying the foundation for our purpose. And, that, and, and, and uh, tonight uh, on the show, you know, we are able to fulfill and develop our purpose. And that's the, that's, the, that's the blessing of being here and blessing to know her and happy birthday. And, and I heard that shoot. Was that shooting in Louisville? Was that in her town? Uh, uh, yeah. No, yes. Yeah, it was in uh, Louisville, uh, Kentucky. She's outside of uh, there. Mm-hmm. And we're going okay. to we're gonna yeah. talk about that. Yeah, we, we're going to talk about, about that. I thought about her when I heard that. I thought about her and I thought, oh, my God. Okay. That's my, that's, that's my feeling. Love you. Love you. Happy birthday. Beautiful. Jordan Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. Well, let me tell you what I could I could take all the rest of this show uh, to talk about uh, Miss Rihanna. So uh, that's Miss Rihanna Piggles, and I told her mother uh, that that Rihanna was my second daughter uh, from another mother, and that's how special that young lady is. And I'm going to share with you how I first met Miss Rihanna. Miss Rihanna hails from Rockwall, Texas, and mm. I was running for United States Congress, and she saw me on national, uh, and she got my number and called and talked to me and said and she was in Kentucky. Keep in mind, she had moved, she moved to Kentucky at a very young age. Her mother is a registered nurse out there. Her father uh, passed away. I was, I had, was able to attend father's funeral they brought him back to texas dallas texas and uh, i was able to attend met all of her family uh, during that time but she gave me a phone call and said i love everything you have to say about your campaigning and i want to work on your campaign and she told me all the things that she could do from afar keep in mind there are people who were right here in east texas I covered at that particular time 14 counties, and uh, many of them did not do any work. But she was all the way out there in Kentucky working Mm. each day on my campaign, from helping to set up the website to helping to raise money and all of that. And then she traveled with me to Washington, D.C., she, all of the Congressional Black Caucus people got to know Miss Rihanna. She had some favorites. John Lewis was one of her favorites, and she loved dialoguing with uh, with uh, our Congress people out of uh, Houston, Texas. Uh, Al Green and Sheila Jackson Lee, and the, uh, these people know who she by side. So Miss Rihanna is is like a my own personal daughter. I have one blood daughter, uh, Doctor Dania McKellar. And but Miss Rihanna means the world to me. Uh, so uh, it's like I've known her all of my life. We bonded immediately, strong bonds, and our relationship has grown uh, to a relationship like none other. And sometimes that when if my own self daughter is not available or she's tied up, I can call Miss Rihanna and say I need you to do this. Uh, for me, because my daughter's not, uh, not your, your sister's not. She calls my two my two children her siblings. So mm-hmm. she will always have a strong force in my heart. She is beautiful inside 
and outside. And she is brilliant. And when I tell you brilliant, I do mean brilliant. I've told her many times, I think you've lived here before because you are so wise above, <laughs> above your years. <laughs> you had to That's have good. been here before. So I, I just I just appreciate her. She is so dynamic. She's so unique. And the bond and the relationship that we have established over these years have been amazing. I feel like I have known Miss Rihanna all of my life. I call her Miss Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mm-hmm. call my daughter Dr. D, uh, Dr. Dan. <laughs> and so uh, I give I give her that special respect because she deserves a special respect. And so finally, Absolutely. she is a friend. She is a friend. She is a mm. friend. Keep that in mind. Yes. She is a friend. And what yes. I need, she's going to work at trying to accomplish it. And mm. my radio show, the radio, we've done radio together. She's on radio. We're on radio on Monday nights. We're on radio on Thursday midday. And she's my buddy. She's my Strong sidekick. That's how I feel about <laughs> Pickles. That's good. That's good. <laughs> okay. All right. So she's got some grandchildren out there in Kentucky for me. So with that being mm. said, that's our Miss Rihanna. So I say happy birthday, uh, kiddo, and many, many more. And keep doing what you're doing. Keep educating uh, the students and the children out there in Kentucky. Keep educating your household and growing up those brilliant young students that you have in your home, how blessed they are, how blessed your husband is uh, to have you in their lives. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you guys for that opportunity to be able to talk about uh, Miss Rihanna. With that being said, I'm ready to kick off to uh, the other part, the other half uh, the other hour part of the show. And, uh, and and I think Ms. one of you already mentioned Louisville, Kentucky. So we're going to talk about, we can talk about Louisville, uh, and then we're going to talk about Nashville, Tennessee, and we're going to talk about racism in America and in, the injustices among uh, women. And what is happening in Texas? Hopefully, we can get around to all this. But one of my, my one of my key questions that I want to ask you, gentlemen, is: Are women uh, back to being second class citizens, or have they always been a second class citizen, and and maybe just were not aware that not too much has changed? And so we've seen a lot of things happening. But let's quickly go to um, let's let's go to uh, Louisville, Kentucky. We know that. In uh, Kentucky today, a uh, disgruntled uh, employee of a came in and starts shooting, uh, and and Dr. Carr and Dr. Smith, Dr. Smith also is a military man, uh, Mr. Arthur, military man, uh, Dr. Hagney, military man, and me, a military uh, female. So. With that being said, we are all familiar with the weapons that are used out there uh, in in the military. And I said I, I have one one of my favorite slogans that I came up with, and this is, and now we have Dr. Carr on, who is a theologian, as well as, uh, as, as Dr. Smith. But what I said is prayer is great, and we need prayer. But when we get up off of our knees, the work begins. When the prayer ends, the work begins. That's my slogan, and I'll use this until probably the day I die. 
is that we cannot stop with just prayer. We have to work and make sure that nine-year-olds are not killed in the classroom, people that go to work and and expect to go home in the evening time uh, at a bank, at a church, at a uh, theater, everywhere in in this country, we've had mass shootings. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do on this show tonight? I'm going to start with you, Mr. Arthur, and let's talk about uh, this well, recent today, Louisville, well, you people know are broken hearted. One more time. Go right ahead. You, you know it's bad when you know it's bad when I when, 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 when you know when I when I can't say all few thousand prayers. They done messed that up. That done got messed up. Yes, sir. You know, we just been this. We're going through this moment. Uh, you know, this hey, this is it. What happened in Tennessee? Uh, you know, com- you know, you know. Along with this, uh, has basically uh, just said, "Hey, y'all." Uh, uh, as, as Dr. Carr would say, I mean, uh, the other Dr. Carr, uh, "Hey, y'all, let's dance." The 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 bell and rang, the bell and rang. That's the bell. So it's like okay. some outside time. So that's where we at, y'all. So I hope you understand. Uh, now the only difference, the only difference in Texas, uh, you know, our because went a lobby last week. The only right. difference in Texas, the only difference in Texas and Tennessee, is you say, well, well, why didn't you, you know why you ain't here not in Texas? Well, you know, if if the lawmakers ain't doing nothing, then you know the you know the you know, white lawmakers they don't have to do nothing, so they look like normal, and that's what I'm telling them. You know, we got you know we can't I, I, you know the young man said the best, we can't uh, we can't normalize uh, the end of the destruction of democracy. You know, you know that's what we're doing by not acting. So it's time to act. Time to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, on which on 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 how you thought it was gonna be. But hey, uh, this is it. The bell and rang. Let's dance. Okay. Good. Good. All right. So tell me how that dance is gonna look. I know Mr. Uh, Mr. Arthur and I were talking about. Uh, wish we had a little more time. Uh, that we didn't have so many things going on in our lives right now in our own communities that we could load up people on the bus, and we're going to talk about that uh, in just a short period of time, but load up people on the bus and head down to Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, But we need to head down to our capitals in our states and – and, and raise the ruckus. That's where Mr. Arthur was on a few days ago. That's where I was. However long it was, two weeks, uh, three weeks ago now, I believe. But can you just tell us what that looks like? That little piece looks like that dance piece that you want us to 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 do. Uh, Mr. Arthur is going to be uh, what kind of break dance and the cha cha. What is it? What is it going to look? What's it going to look like? What is it going to be? Okay, but well, I don't know. You might want to hear the break dance. You want to while we're doing it, but uh, <laughs> you know what's going to happen is, is look here. We're going to have to uh, 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 go into emergency mode as far as voter education uh, and registration. Uh, you know, we got to basically hook up. Uh, you know, you know all our institutions, colleges, uh, uh, churches, uh, and so that, and, and, and you know, and all our black black press. Uh, uh, you know, all our apparatuses. We have to hook them up. Uh, you know, do things like bring the Freedom Rides back where we get buses and go uh, and start organizing black folks in the South. The Democratic Party has 
abandon black folks in the South. We got power in the primary, but in the, the, the but we don't have as much in the general because uh, they leave they've left the South uncontested, and and it's okay. at our expense. And so what we're gonna have to do is we we not the Democratic Party, we're gonna have to organize the South. You know, and like I told you before, we have to uh, we're, we're gonna have to uh, organize our power independent of the Democratic and Republican Party. That way we can aim at okay. both of them. Now, if it keeps okay. going like it's going, we the Republican Party to aim, to aim it at the way they're going. So, but anyway, uh, but we still need to, you know, and, and, and that'll just make our, our uh, vote that much more powerful if they weak, uh, if we organize our power independently. So that means that actually by them being weak, that actually will give us more power. Okay, very good. Okay. All right. Well, you know, uh, let's see. Go ahead, Dr. Smith. Very good. No, I was, you, I, I was just thinking about uh, what he was just saying. Uh, when I was younger, uh, they had a saying uh, that uh, if you see a dog and throw uh, hot water on him, mm-hmm. uh, he'll take off. And then, of course, somebody asked when they mentioned, well, he's running like a scalded dog. Okay. And they asked the question, why? Why scalded dog? And the answer was that a scalded dog runs much faster. So I, I'm thinking here, uh, all this organization, dancing, whatever, the question I have is always first, what? What are we dancing for? You know, how are we going to dance? And what I'm saying is this. I understand you. I understand what you're saying. But this is what I'm saying. Do we understand what's really going on in this country with white folk and other folk uh, and where we are in the midst of it all? <laughs> Do we understand that uh, Trump and in 1866, the Ku Klux Klan came to Tennessee, yeah. and that was just a drop below Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't you know they uh, were after us then? Crim, uh, Jim Crow was after mm-hmm. us. Jim Crow Jr. was after us. they still after us. But I wonder whether or not we have uh, got it in our heads that all this stuff that Trump and all of them are doing, changing the policies, laws, and everything, is to weaken us so they can get us and put us in a position where we can't do nothing. So I think when we think about it, you know, you don't really get excited until you know something rascals after you. And then you turn around and say, well, wait a minute. I better, I, I better take this serious. And I think that's what's going on in our country. Uh, oh. I think, now this is me, I think they're all after us because we know more about this country than any other immigrants or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were the ones who built the country. I think yes, a sir. lot of times guilt is fearing their fire. They have told oh, a whole lot man. of lies about us. Uh, and now they're scared that their children are about to find out 
that black folk really did a lot of the building in this country. They told we didn't do nothing, but they're about to find out that it had not been for Afro-Americans. This country wouldn't be nearly what it is right now. So when you said, Dan, I understand you, but I think I'll go back to one more thing. I think there ought to be a gathering together of a small group or whatever it is to talk about voters' registration. We here in Arkansas are a majority. In Union County, Afro-Americans are a majority. In El Dorado itself, Afro-Americans are a majority. In other words, what I'm saying, to cut off all a lot of this stuff that's going on, we've got to go back and use the power of the vote. But somebody's got to hit it. Somebody's got to show where this is important. And when we do that, we can have county charge, sheriffs and mayors and whatever else we want. You can have it, but you can't have it if we don't first understand that this whole gun is pointed at us. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. 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 That's interesting. Dr. Carr, <laughs> we'll go to you. Very good, uh, Dr. Smith. Very good. Thank Dr. You. Carr. Thank yes, you. I have two grandchildren who are attending elementary schools here in the state of Arkansas, and this uh, mass shooting uh, has become a phenomenon, uh, a very, very negative and deadly and heinous phenomenon. And I believe that uh, when legislator Justin Jones went to the well and took to the bullhorn, I think... I think his actions, along with the other brother, I think their actions in some sense show us how the dance is going to look because he defended his position and his determination so well. Uh, And you could see if you looked at the exchange between these two men and the people who were asking them questions, uh, it's pretty clear that the racism and the white primacy phenomenon uh, leads to the spike of immorality among white folks in our cities across the country. And I think the dance is going to look like, number one, law talk radio tonight, programs like this. I think the dance looks like that. I think the dance looks like after they were expelled, then the community began to rally around That's them. Right. You see them on CNN and the talk shows. So I think yeah. when we get uh, pressed down, uh, there's a famous preacher, uh, Emmanuel Scott, who once uh, talked about people being pressed down, and he used the analogy of boxing. He said that whenever a person hits you below the belt and you keep coming back for more, it takes more out of them than it does out of you. So I think what we're seeing in Nashville uh, signals to some degree 
what the dance is going to look like when it comes to this battle that we're in to get uh, guns on battlefields where soldiers fight <laughs> instead of yes. those same uh, weapons of destruction being placed on the streets of America where innocent people are being killed. My heart goes out to all these families, and it seems like yes. it's Louisville tonight, and how many nights beyond tonight will it be another city in the United That's States it. where another That's mass it. shooting will take place? So I think the dance looks like what we see uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm very proud of the actions that both of those individuals took. Outstanding. Um, yes, we have five killed now. We had four now. I guess one is now passed away, and then we got eight injured. We had some went to surgery and all of that. Uh, that's why I brought out the fact that we are accustomed uh, and, and to using these weapons, well-trained to use these mm-hmm. weapons. But, mm-hmm. but by the same token, they were used in a setting that's very differently from running the street. And so Absolutely. when I said, when I, when I came home, I didn't want to have to continue to carry an M16 on my shoulder and a 45 pistol on my hip. Yeah. I, I'm past that. I want some. I want to be protected by those law enforcement and those people who are deemed to to do that kind of work here, uh, here in this country. And uh, but yes, I, and I hope that Mr. Arthur, Mr. Arthur, are you back? Mr. Arthur, for some reason, are you back, Mr. Arthur? So I sent him a message to uh, to redial back in. Uh, so if he if he can't well, get back in, let me say some. Uh, Dr. By all means, go right ahead. Yes, sir, go right ahead. I was going to say when you look at Kentucky, uh, if you look at their laws and that sort of thing, they being in a Commonwealth state, uh, do you know that uh, people in in Kentucky can carry weapons? Without a license? Yes, sir. Did you know that yes, if you were if you were twenty one years old in Kentucky, you can lawfully carry a weapon. That's right. And that's one of the things that makes it hard uh for people who are coming out of state, coming through Kentucky, headed up to Cincinnati, where are they going? Do you know they come right through there and carry their pistols all they want to and nothing be said? That's what's going Same on. Same laws in Texas. Same laws Big in Texas. Pardon? Same laws here. Same laws here. Yeah. Same, and and what I'm saying Same is that makes it so much difficult, even for police. They, they're they not at their best when they know everybody in the state carries a weapon without a license, and even 21-year-olds mm-hmm. barely out of high school, but they can carry Doc, that but, weapon. But, 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 but Doc, so the question is, why are they being allowed to do all of that? They're being allowed to do all of that because you have a group of people that want to have a race war. They want to shoot and kill people. They want to shoot and kill me and you in particular. So that's why that is being that's allowed. Exactly we, got right. a governor. we got a governor today 
who the guy that that they ran into them black, the grand to the black they drove to that black amount of crowd and then shot and killed that brother. Mm-hmm. He got found guilty today, and, and, and Abbott on TV come out, but he gonna give him a part. Right, the man, ain't even yet. And he's trying to give him a part, and he he got convicted for murder. So that's where we at. And so, so, so can I jump in for a second? I say this every single day. Every, and I think someone has already brought it up tonight. Every single thing goes back to the ballot box. When I was running yeah. for the United States Congress, it, I, everybody on here that knows and was there during that time can talk can tell you how we pleaded with people to get out to vote people in who will make those changes because yeah. it's, the, it's the elected officials who makes the, and votes and makes those changes. We see what happened in Nashville, Tennessee, but we also saw how the public, his constituents, Justice Jones's constituents, got up and got out there and said, no justice, no yeah. justice, J-U-S-T-I-N, that's his first name, no peace. In other words, if you don't put Justin Jones back in office, you are not going to have any peace right. in this country. And so Absolutely. we got to get more, more constituents round up and understand the importance of them getting themselves to the polls to vote people in here who cares about the greater good of every person in this country. That's mm-hmm. how. That's cool. what that dance really looks like. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah I like to say something. Yes, sir. Uh, what uh, you know, and, um, I think uh, Dr. Smith mentioned about our our history and uh, uh, not having a plan and taking a lead. Uh, I'm gonna mention a word. I'm trying to keep it uh, sort of quiet until I get it patented. The octopus plan. Yes, sir. See, uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Washington D.C., <laughs> Austin. The cooperation of states to yeah. deal with single plans. So it's not surprising what happened in Louisville. It's not That's surprising right. what happened in Nashville. And also marching and just voting will not solve. Those are just one leg of the arm. Yeah. See, see, see we have to, not to Washington, D.C. doesn't understand this because they constantly make the same mistake right out of the White House every day. Uh, you know, yeah. if you go and dress, that's why we formed the task force in East Texas. You can't solve a major problem that Americans facing with one committee, one Congress, or one person, or one group mm-hmm. of people. You have to attack, and this is why, this is what, another thing, we give America too much credit for knowing what they're doing. Exactly. Uh, foreign, foreign country would tell you America has pulled the wool over our eyes there for you years, go. your history. And that's why people say, you know, we sent missionaries to Africa. They're saying a true missionary in the future is going to be coming from Africa to America. Now, how in the world can we send missionaries to Africa? What's going on in this country? So, so what needs to, to address this issue is use a octopus plan. In other words, you have to address all those issues at one time. You know, yeah. sure, you know, sure, uh, you know, killing is bad, but what about where do you work? What, 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 what kind of businesses do you have in your neighborhood? Uh, where do you spend your money to? What, what's happening to your education, mm-hmm. your kids? What's happening to your education? What's happening to your health care? What's happening in uh, housing? What's happening in your community? You know, you, you can't leave a broke-down community and go, and go marching in Nashville. So I, I finished graduate school in, in Tennessee. I understand Tennessee 
totally. But mm-hmm. but see, we had to address America has to address this issue more than one leg. Voting is just one of those. But you have to educate. You have to have a plan. I asked somebody the other day, oh, if, if everything happened in Austin, what kind of plan we have to implement? I can tell you mm-hmm. things is going to be going to pass in Austin. But are there any plans once they pass? Right. But I want to jump. I, I, I can't. I, I couldn't tell who that was that wants to jump in. Was that, no, who was that? I want Doc. I, I, I want Doc to know why. Why when we make these plans, he's talking about that 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 they got a plan already in place for the plan. Now. Okay. But some, okay. We we get that. Well, but here, here's here's what I, I'm, I'm I want to say. I, I get what you're saying, Mr. Arthur. It's like the meeting before the meeting. Before, yeah. if there's a planned meeting, we know there's already been a meeting to exist. But I'm I'm going to show you exactly how, and and I'm with Dr. Hackney on the octopus put a uh, plan. We talk about it a lot, and we and we want him to get that pattern. But let me just tell you this, and I I stick with this. Everything falls back to the voting booth. And this is how. Yeah. Done. That's right. Done. Who's, who's going to vote on that? Who's going to decide what happens in America? <laughs> Elected officials, medicine, our medical health care. We know right here in Texas that, that Governor Abbott bypassed uh, Medicaid expansion. That's yes. home care. That's yes. medicine. Education. Yes. We want to make sure that all of our children get the best yes. education. Get, they don't have to spend every dime in their pockets in order yes. to get a great education. That when they graduate yes. from college, that they don't owe a wealth of debt. Yes. That's elected officials. They can decide to bring that down and help with the colleges and give more money, more because we have the money. And then women, economics. We were talking about jobs. Yes. Who votes on yes. how our economics and how much money goes into our community? The elected officials right. do. That all, and yes. so, see, federal, everything comes down from the feds and filtered down to our states and then our governor. Yes. That's why it's important for us to have the right governor in our states that's right. going to take care of all the people because they're the ones control the money that comes from the feds. Yes. And then, yes. so then now we got to take it down to the state level. And so the state, I say this is what I say. City needs to be talking to the county. The county needs to right. talk to the state. The state needs yes. to talk to the feds, and we all yes. need to talk to each other. It happens yes. at the voting booth. If you don't yes. have the right people in fighting, then all of these things that we're talking about, all this, this the octopus that has all these legs that we're talking about, guns, medicine, education, economics, housing, HUD, that's federal. If we don't talk about this and have the right people in office, we're going to be talking about the same thing the next two or three, five years from now. We'll be having the I same agree. conversation. It goes back to the book. I don't care how you look at it, how you slice it. That uh, octopus puss, that octopus right. plan goes back to the voting booth. Go ahead, Mr. Carr. Dr. Carr, is there anything in your book that uh, that goes into this area that we're talking about right now? that you might can uh, abreast us on? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, yes, Chapter 4 of my book uh, is entitled Mass Media, Politics, and Religion. And I I endeavored to show how we don't necessarily think of how they connect to each other and how they impact us, uh, but they do. 
and I'm so proud to hear this talk about voting uh, and how we get to the core of fixing these problems here in Arkansas, in, in southern Arkansas, or where I live, uh, we identify ourselves as being uh, population-wise the majority, but we're not organized enough to impact the outcomes the way we should. Malcolm X said that uh, we're not, we're, it's not that they outthink us, it's that they outorganize us. So I address mm-hmm. uh, the world uh, by writing chapter talk about how the, the media uh, paints pictures of black people, how politics uh, looks like uh, we should choose one side or the other, when in reality I don't think that the Democrats or the Republicans are necessarily a uh, friend to black people. I think we got to do, as Dr. Hedley said, we got we to gotta find our way, then we got to make our way, and then we have to maintain our maintain. So I would suggest that uh, Chapter 4 of the book that I wrote uh, offers some food for thought for what the mass media politics and religion uh, does to the citizens in this country. Well, you know, I'd like to add yes, something sir. to that. And, and uh, if, if you remember, not as many years ago, we would go around setting goals. For instance, uh, when I was in Michigan, Jesse Jessen came up. But the whole thing was that we need to set a goal. I'm going to register a thousand people in the next four months or five months. And I'm just using that as an illustration uh, to vote for the next time up. If everybody had a goal to achieve, we would have enough votes to put whoever you wanted in office. But we don't do it. We don't. We don't get out there with registrar. When I was yes. in Tyler, we did the same thing in Tyler. Yes, yes, we, we did. We went down there and got voter registration, and we set out yes. to register so many people. That's and right. as a result, well, some things does happen. So I'm just saying I'm not uh, upset. I'm excited uh, that <laughs> we talk about it, yes. but we don't do anything about it. You yes. know, there are things that are available to us. That we could do if we don't. We're not doing that. So we got to stop talking and start doing. Well, what I say, Doctor Doctor Smith, is not enough of us because you got the Arthur, you got the Arthur Flemings, and you got the uh, Doctor Carl, and you got the the Doctor Hagnes, and you have have the uh, Doctor Smith that are out there on that battlefield. I say all the time, it takes it takes a lot more of us. It, it was different back then, long ago, when it was just a handful. But this is a new day, a new country, new things happening in our world. We need all hands on deck, boots on yeah. the ground, everything by more people. So we won't get discouraged. Look here. I need you to look at it like this. Oh, what do you mean? No, 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 no. Not our people that's listening. I'm just my friend. I'm just close to listening. Uh, uh, you know, there are leaders and then there are followers. Those people that you that, that you see that to you they don't understand is that the other. Those, if you're a leader, those are your followers. That's them. 
You have to lead them. That's what you are. I mean, you do. Everybody gonna know the same thing. So we have to understand that in this moment, if you understand what to do, then you need to just do what you can do. We can get people to just rest their family to go vote. We can get them to do that as a family project. That'd be great. Yeah, that would have uh, a bigger impact than trying to, you know. So I'm just, uh, I'm saying, you know, we need to just connect people's vote to their power so they can understand, like Sherry was saying, how much it means. And I think that, I think that the younger generations, they're coming out in higher numbers than normal. So I think that if we work with them uh, uh, and give them some leadership because they want it, you know, they want it. So let's give them some leadership and then guide them and then just basically, uh, uh, you know, put our collective knowledge together because this is that moment. This is that time. Uh, mm-hmm. This is reconstruction. This is like after after Civil War, after Civil Rights Movement. Okay, this is one of those moments. So uh, whatever it's going to look like, it's going to look like what we make it look like. So, you know, uh, let's talk about right now, what, what we need to be doing right now, today. Well, you know, okay. I, I, I agree with you. But you know what I say? Right today, we ought to be head, hard, head over heels, getting people to register to vote, explaining to mm-hmm. our people why yeah. your vote is going to make a difference. A lot of them yeah. don't know. That's why they say, well, I ain't going to vote because they ain't going to do no good, no how. Well, we're the ones who have to change that around. You know a group of black, you know a group of black people that that would listen. <clears throat> They're in our churches. That's yes. it. I, 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 you know that this is where we 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 are. You know we 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 in a, we get we in the wrong fight. Uh, you know I'm saying this because after three years of health care and COVID. Talking to people who don't know, want to know, not only want to know, they will listen. Those people are sitting in our churches every Sunday. I told somebody the other day, where do we get the idea that we only going to learn black history in the public school? That's our mistake. <laughs> we, we, yeah. we, we thought, you know, they trapped us in, 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 in education. Absolutely. You know, we, get, we, we got rid of, they, we, we allowed them to get rid of, we helped them get rid of our black, our best teachers were those, school, those yeah, teachers in those segregated schools. And what they, when they, once they, once they marched us into this public education system, and felt that we think we can't be, we can't learn anywhere, anywhere else, like in a prison. Now they telling you who can teach to, who can, who can, who, who can even speak to you, who can teach you, and what books you can read from. I tell the pastors, hey, you have a church, you know, your church against becoming educational center every Saturday to teach your youth. If you think white's going to teach your, teach this. History to you in the public schools, you can. They never done that. Why you expect? Why you expect them going to do in the future? You have the black churches. You have teachers. Oh. You have teachers. You have everybody in these churches who you have retired teachers who retired a long time ago know how to teach black students. They're Absolutely. sitting in these churches. They're retired. Right. We need to. We need to bring them forward and let those. There's a little discipline going to come along with it now. You got to be because they're used to that. Bring those retired exactly. teachers that send that sending your that sending your churches on a Saturday. Whenever you work your schedule out, teach you know, history being taught not the correct history anyway. I tell state of Texas, you know, really, mm-hmm. you, you know, you really do a favor to get rid of the Texas history book 
because there are so many gaps in Texas history. What you learn in Texas yeah. history, That's you're it. really not learning history. So you can teach you can teach <laughs> a correct history to our people in our church. We got to get and then and people who listen to us are blacks who and uh, the sitting in churches who will listen. That group wanna, you start with a small them. group. Sorry, well, let I'm me sorry, share this with you, uh, Dr. Hagney. I'm sorry, and, uh, and and team. We have something, an organization in Tyler called Church and Community. Last week, last what day was it? Uh, Monday. A week ago today, I was the keynote speaker. It was held at my church, North Hall Street Church of Christ, is where the it was held. We do it every quarter, and we go from church to church. Season, and I said, well, it's always packed at this church because we got some amazing cooks and chefs in this church, <laughs> and they put out some great food. Dr. Hackney can tell you that, and Dr. Smith can. But it, and, and what it is is the police department started this organization several years ago, and and the reason they started it is because they wanted the, in particular, the African American community to embrace the police department. And, and feel, some quote unquote, and feel that that the police in this community was not against the blacks. We had every organ. We probably had about, I'd say, we had about thirty different organizations or more that attend this. That are members of this church and community. Well, we had about that many who attended last week, and they all take. You give them two minutes to stand up and talk, uh, tell exactly what their organizations are, what their missions are, what they do, and all that. We need that all over this nation uh, because yes. it takes it right back to the church, like what Dr. Hagney is talking about. That's mm-hmm. how you reach the people. And then what happens after that is the, the ministers or the pastors or preachers or uh, theologians take back to that community, put it in yes. the uh, bulletin. This is what was discussed. This is what yep. the goals are. This is what they're working toward. It's a great organization, yes. and we should have every every member of an organization as a part. We have from law enforcement to, uh, to yes. child protective service to uh, health care, yeah. University of Texas system, uh, the Crystal Mother Francis system, every system, everybody. We have the, the presidents of the colleges and everybody that's involved because it takes all of us working together. Yeah. Come yes. together. I, yes. And let me tell you what else I say, uh, gentlemen, and that is that, we got all of these organizations. We got the Greek Divine Nine. We have the, the Ministerial Alliance uh, that uh-huh. would bring in uh, uh, Dr. Dr. Smith and Dr. Carr. And then we have the healthcare that would bring in uh, Dr. Hagney. And then we have education that would bring in uh, Mr. Arthur. But we need to pull these together and form a strong yes. Yes. to solve all of to solve the octopus plan. Yes. Go ahead, anybody. Hey, hey, Mr. Arthur. Yes, sir, Mr. Arthur. Let's get Mr. Education. Let's just throw this in. That one okay. is about integration. So we talk about, well, you know, integrate what? Well, mm-hmm. the biggest educational brain drain in our community ever. We had all those teachers that were teaching black kids all of a sudden. They didn't have nobody to teach. So a lot of people yep. got ran right out the whole thing. So, and that's mm-hmm. an untold story. Uh, the people, how the system, uh, you know, got control of our brains without. Yeah. You know, that's up with the system to make money. That's that's, that's kind of how I have to get rid of black institutions well, and uh, and I. Mm-hmm. 
and I would you know, collect the knowledge that we had in them teachers, you know, it didn't a lot of it didn't get, you know, passed on. Right. Okay. So, uh, Dr. Smith or Dr. Carr? Uh, I was just saying that, that. Go right ahead, Dr. Smith. No, I, I was just saying that, you know, when we look back now, I don't think any of us should be surprised or any of us should be startled. When mm-hmm. we look back now, this is what they were trying to do all yeah. the time. All the time. Trump is opening the door wide. But do you know Trump want to change the policies? He's working for slavery all over again. When we look at integration, that's why we say integration never took place. I know what King was doing, and we all knew. But it never took place. Yep. How many white schools do you know turn their children out to come to the black school? <laughs> but all the black schools would turn out and had to go over to the white school. It was no integration. And that's why I think C.T. Vivian said long years ago, it was an illusion. Yes. It looked mm-hmm. like something, but it was never that's there. Right. Never and been. this is what they've been gradually creeping, creeping, trying to get back in position where they can do it ten times worse than yes. they did it before. Mm-hmm. And that's why I kind of say I don't like ex- exclusives, excuses. We got mm-hmm. to do some things ourselves. Now, in the mm-hmm. church, we talk about the church. Well, when you go into church, if you're in the pastor's evangelistic program, you meet somebody at the counter, you say, hey, how are you doing? Where do you go to church? Well, what's wrong with getting into areas where you do the same thing with this? Are you registered to vote mm-hmm. and yep. have your registration book in your pocket? Yep. He had yep. to take this thing serious. That's right. Take it to the people. And I just think that we we've, we've not taken it that serious. We talked no, a lot. No, I'm taking it seriously. Just see, see, Mr. Arthur, Mr. Arthur is only looking at the people on here. When we're talking, we're talking outside of this box, if you want to yeah. call us a box, and I put us in there right now. We're not talking about us. We know what we're doing. We know the work that we're doing in the community. Right. That's why I can mm-hmm. reflect back every single time. It takes more than just us. That's right. More than just this little handful in order to make it happen. Let me say this, but, you know, my position position on uh, leading people goes like this. Uh, Those people people that don't know and not doing what I think they could be doing, it's because they don't know. Now, if I'm going to lead them, if I'm going to lead them, I can't talk about them. I can't make them, you know, I got to accept them where they are. I accept them as they don't know. And so mm-hmm. we have to teach them. We have to teach them. Mm-hmm. I have to teach them. Not we mm-hmm. have to teach them. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, no, but, but no, you we, know, all, we all have to teach them. Now, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take my, yeah. my personal responsibility. I'm not going mm-hmm. to worry about whether you, and I, and I hope you do, but I'm not going to worry about whether you do or not. I'm going to teach from where I'm at. That's all I'm saying. And I'm saying okay, I'm but let me, 
I, I want to say this before you stop. I I don't I don't I don't I don't think you mean what you said. You know I don't care. Uh, whatever. Listen. Now I'm, I'm, I've I've pastored many churches, as much as twenty five hundred members at one time. But do you know every year a pastor can have an anniversary? He can have a whatever he wants to have. What's wrong with one? If you just set aside some time, one Sunday every two months for voter registration. Yes. All the members yes. come. Voter registration. We've got to find a way right. to get can into can, the can, community. I, I want to share. Well, let, me share let me share this with you, uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Smith. Uh, just a second, Mister. Just a second. No, he didn't say that he didn't care. We want to correct that. He didn't say he does care. He said he's going to do his part, his work. But here's what we have. Every, we have registered people. I mean, we have people like myself can register anybody anytime. We have a table set up out. We, we get started setting up that table about four or five months prior to election time. And we make sure that every single person in our church is registered to vote. Right. And those ladies will set their tables up in one foyer and then another one and the other foyer, the south foyer and then the west foyer, and then we make sure that people are registered to vote. Now, does every single yeah. church do that? Probably no. not. Probably not. But and that's but, what I'm questioning. But I know some... Right, and I know many of them. I know several black churches, predominantly black churches. I can put it like that because we have a lot of Caucasian members and Hispanics in my church. So, uh, and it's growing uh, every every day, every week. It seems like that. This past Sunday, we had another Caucasian brother to move his membership there. So, uh, but all I'm saying is, especially during election time, you're going to see. Uh, not yeah. so much in the predominantly Caucasian churches. I haven't seen it. No. But you were going to find. But you will find it in the predominantly black churches. Exactly. Well, you know, Doctor, uh, let's let's hear from Doctor Carr if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah, 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 Doctor Carr. Uh, the action that took place in Arkansas, the Learns Act uh, passed by our governor, uh, spurned an idea in my mind that resulted in an initiative that Dr. Smith and I are collaborating on called the Freedom School. This idea occurred because I heard Joe Madison and Eugene Robinson, I think, of the Washington Post talking some weeks ago about this very issue of how we are being uh, denied uh, and how the governors and leaders are trying to remove us from uh, knowing about our history. So Joe Madison says to Eugene Robinson, he says, well, why don't the pastors just you know, bring the children to the churches on Saturday and teach them in the church and call it something like Freedom School. So that's an initiative that I've developed, and I've got letters going all across Arkansas uh, trying to reach into the minds and congregations of the members of our area to ask for feedback on what we can do to plant these Freedom Schools. We can use books like my own book, books like uh, Asa Hilliard's book, uh, Shake and the Up. There's a there's a there's a bunch of black people who have rich information that could be dispensed to our youth if we were to take, mm -hmm. as Dr. Smith says, take action. So that's our mm -hmm. initiative here in South Arkansas is the Freedom School, and we plan to 
plant one everywhere uh, we can. A preacher just mm-hmm. left my home today. He came here and bought 21 books, and he said to me that I've been teaching about black history in my church because you lectured there a couple of years ago, which yeah. I did. And he, I, what, I said, what did you do? He talked about the things he discussed. I said, listen, that's what the Freedom School is. It can be mm-hmm. anywhere at any time, a multiple number of places, a multiple number mm-hmm. of partners. So I'm hoping that this letter that I've drafted can reach uh, the desk of every person on this program and ultimately spread across the nation so that we can do just exactly what we're sharing here today. And voter registration mm-hmm. uh, is part mm-hmm. of that movement, I, I would suggest. Mm-hmm. You know, another component mm-hmm. that's been missing through our, through our history is the economic component. Absolutely. If we want to get if we want to get white attention, they'll give Absolutely. us everything else like like sports and everything else. Yes. One thing will stop one thing will stop America in its tracks. They'll let you mm-hmm. protest, they'll let you do everything you want to do. But once we learn and start having economic classes in these churches like you just yes. mentioned about the, the like the history, we need yes. a, we need economic education. This is yes. one thing been missing throughout our whole history. Uh, we we had all the marches down through history. We had very little economic development. You go through our neighborhoods. You go through our areas and look what's happening in our area. Look what look what's happening in real estate in East Texas. There is land yeah. in East Texas used to be fifty dollars an acre. That that land now is selling more. I won't mention the prices. It has changed. We need to understand the economic component of yes. that's back to that leg and the other mm-hmm. octopus you can have the Absolutely. education you can have the christian but if you don't have that economic leg america's not going to pay you attention once you control that dollar we have all we have a lot of dollars that's what we learn how to we spend a billion dollars we, we spend Absolutely. more money than anybody in this country and and, and dr uh, Carr, that is another arm that our fraternities and our sororities uh, do we have an economic piece uh, in our Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority, as well as the gentlemen here who both are uh, A5A, and they can tell you what they do. The two of those brothers, uh, Mr. Arthur and and Dr. Uh, Dr. Smith. But let me just share quickly, and I'm glad that Dr. Dr. Hagney brought that up, and he can attest to this. There was a, a beautiful restaurant that closed in my district. These gentlemen bought it, uh, built it from the ground. And they stayed there less than one year, and then they walked away from it. Why? I don't really know. But I Hmm. kept passing by that restaurant and saying, I wish someone in this community would come and open up this beautiful building. Well, one day I passed by one time too many, and I said, well, I guess if no one's going to do it, I guess I have to be the one who who will do it. So I opened that. I formed an investment group educated some people that I thought were real business-minded, right? Sometimes you don't know until you get people into organizations. That, uh, or you sit down and you have a meeting with them and you see where people really are in their mind. And so, um, so I formed this group, formed a corporation. So then we didn't own the building. The building we were leasing. And Dr. Hagney can tell you, and Mr. Arthur can tell you, even, even Dr. Smith can tell you. And so... So when we opened that restaurant, it was so people wanted that. It was so massive; people were just pouring in there. The building came up yeah. uh, for for sale, 
and then when it came up for sale, uh, it has a contract on it. And so it ended up a Hispanic group who works works so strongly together. I have to commend the Hispanic uh, uh, group because they seem to work really, really work together. Yeah. Well, I learned that I had a few people that did not really understand how economics and how business works. But in the meantime, we ended up moving out of that particular building. And so now we have, we have a whole new building. We're going to open the doors again in the first part of May. All right. But, but yeah, but I, but I, but there are some people who are teaching. That's why I say the sororities and fraternities are doing major work uh, in this country. Uh, and I, I yes, and I, I salute them, but that's why I say okay. over and over and over, I wouldn't have become a part of of my sorority if it wasn't doing great things that I believed in. Absolutely. And the NAACP. Go ahead, Mr. Absolutely. Absolutely. From uh, uh, a program, uh, working through, you know, working through uh, all those folks that are so black folks, you know, those banks and things and so there you forth. Go. Yes, they do. So anyway, so so yeah, so we hey, here we getting there. I know it looks slow sometimes, but yes. I'm happy we win it. I'm, yes, I'm happy. yes, we are, we are. And and, and but but here's what we got to do. We got to let people know. Make sure that people know what the fraternities and sororities and all of these yes. organizations yes. are doing. And exactly. That's why I say exactly. exactly. See, see, you're right, Doctor Hagman. And so, but that's why I say all of these organizations out here. We need to come together. There's no big eyes and little U's. So yeah, you go. you've got all these predominantly black organizations, and this one over here has got to shine and do their thing, and this one over here got to do their thing. Well, if we're much stronger, if we are a coalition of black folks that are organizing and doing, and not, I'm, 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 we're talking about us right now, and the way that we disseminate information to black people in this country mm-hmm. is that, as Dr. Hagman said, mm-hmm. we got to get into that church house. We got to get that Absolutely. message in there. So you know what, Doctor? We got we got two ministers on the on the on the show right now. Two two theologians. <laughs> Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Now, I, I was going to say, you know, when you talk about the media or spreading communication, uh, mm-hmm. there's something as simple as just a newsletter. Uh, something simple to make people aware. Mm-hmm. of those things that are pertinent to them right now. A mm-hmm. lot of things are hid from mm-hmm. a lot of people in our community. Uh, for example, uh, when I started working with USDA, uh, using some of their funds and trying to get things done that way, it was so many millions of dollars, it was not funny. Mm-hmm. That's been sitting mm-hmm. there. Oh, yeah. Nobody yeah. ever told us nothing about it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it, sometimes if we would just take the time, I mean, mm-hmm. USDA, uh, agriculture and all that kind of stuff, HUD and all, when the, uh, we had the Arkansas Minority Advisor Council in Tyler. Well, you know, there were three things we stood for, housing, education, mm-hmm. And healthcare. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. were the three main things. But we did put out some little letters and stuff in communities. We didn't go very far because had so many jealous Negroes. 
Oh, come uh, on. They'll, they'll <laughs> knock you out of the box mm-hmm. in, in the morning. And, and that's mm-hmm. what I learned. Don't say very much to a lot of people when you're doing something that's important for all people. Mm-hmm. Don't let a few kill it. That's right. And so that's, that's what right. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. The churches could have a new a newsletter. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's get kids involved. They could carry a newsletter through the community. Doctor Carr and I talked about that one time here. Yes. Well, let me share, let me share this with you, uh, Doctor Doctor Smith. That that my church has one. We don't call it a new bulletin. Uh, that's the yes. old term that they used a long time ago, and it tells you everything. It gives you all yes. the community news. It tells you if Doctor Haggard right. is going to be coming to our church to set up anything. It'll tell you about. It, it tells you about what what we're going to focus on this month. If it's yep. breast cancer awareness month, about. if it's prostate cancer month, whatever, Dr. Hadley can tell you, I come from a very progressive church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, something else I'd like to suggest that would shock Washington and shock a lot of us. See, all the southern states have the same needs. I saw a program the other day, Thanks. Tuskegee, Alabama. They were showing oh, yeah. just the black, I don't know if you all saw that. That brought tears to my eyes, you know. On the black side of Tuskegee, what's happening on the other rich side? See, what, what would blow Washington, D.C. mind? The idea we're talking about, we need to move the programs across all the southern states. That's exactly See, right. If you're in Texas, the plan we're talking about now, we need to lay this plan with the authorities and everything. We economically, mm-hmm. we need to lay it across all the southern states. Because I tell you, from Georgia, from 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 Florida, all the way to Texas, we have the same problem. We could be in Arkansas, yeah. we can be in Louisiana, we can be in Birmingham, having the same stuff. Why don't we, what yeah. shock America and shock a lot of us? We need to develop a plan for the southern part of the United States. Get to work in Texas, hey, doctor. get to work in Alabama, the work in. And so we need to lay that plan out. Don't lay it out. Per state, per state, cost you a target. Lay well, out you know, all the southern states, and, and yeah. get, we have enough in telling black people money. We can lay that plan out. We can implement that plan across these yeah. southern states. If you, well, if you, well, if you go, go back to what you were saying at first about the church. Oh yeah, the connectional oh, yeah. church. Oh yeah, that's what the I'm church about. of the God church. in Christ. The AMEs, the CMEs, they're all across this country. <laughs> And all we have to do is figure out who some of those main bishops are on mm-hmm. those boards mm-hmm. and give mm-hmm. the idea to them. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't be nothing for them to do that. So if you set it up, it sounds like you know those bishops. Those bishops. Exactly. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what let's do. Now we go, we're talking about action right now. We're talking about solutions. Yes, yes. I, this is what I told the American Heart Association. I told the American uh, Cancer Society, and, all, and I even told you, too, you guys are great for uh, documenting the stats. What's wrong? Let's go with solution. So if you identify right. those bishops across, let, I would come and give a presentation to them uh, that oh, how yeah. we across, you know, is across the, that would blow Washington, D.C.'s mind. That would blow corporate America mind that we can organize mm-hmm. something from Florida yeah. all the way over to Texas, that we can do the churches. Like you say, back through the churches. Because we have, you. have people that listen. If, I tell you, if we do this through the churches, you'll find major corporations will fund that. Don't, don't hmm. even mention the banks. 
how, how much money do you think all the churches from Florida to Texas have in the bank man, right man. now that came from man, black man. churches? Oh, man. Oh, man. Have anybody ever gone to question. Let me start a question. Uh, uh, Dr. Carr, you think we can get the churches to to uh, fund some freedom rides and information education buses all across the South to help carry out them plans that these two brothers are talking about? I think it's entirely uh, plausible. I think it's uh, a reachable goal. And Dr. Smith and I have enough uh, arms and legs into the geography in our area where we can we can get in front of people and talk to them about this very subject and I believe we can move across the south uh, starting from right here where we are in Arkansas and where y'all are in Texas and and the like so it, yeah it, it's a, it's doable but as Dr. Hadley said it's got to be we got to figure out where we're going we got to inform our people and then we got to go there so it can and it will be done and I'm excited to hear this being conversed because I see it as a as a reality. If we just put our best foot forward, if you will. Well, let me, I want to jump in on that because I hear that would be me. We're able to get a charter buses and carry them to Selma, Alabama uh, several years in a row and, and raise money to put young folks, young high school students and college students on the bus because they didn't have the money to get on the buses. If I was able to do that, I just caught picking up the telephone and calling and ask people to donate. Certainly massive organizations can have buses all over the country. We Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated has buses across the country to go to take our mammogram buses to do mammograms in uh, underprivileged areas where black women don't have health insurance to be able to get a mammogram. We got a $5 million grant several years ago, Dr. Carolyn Harvey, Ms. Eddie Starling, and myself, three clinicians here in Tyler, Texas, who did yeah. breast cancer from, from uh, education all the way to treatment for, to cover 14 counties in East Texas. It was back in the 80s. There so certainly this is a new day. We can do these yes. things. And we traveled all over East Texas and brought them in and carried them straight into the hospital to have mastectomies because they were here hiding in a closet, so to speak. Absolutely. Because, you know, black, black people have this myth about cancer. So we were able to find these women and bring them in for treatment and have them to have a longer life. Yeah. But if we had not had the University of Texas, that's how actually that is how I became an adjunct professor at the University of Texas College of Nursing because of that five million dollar grant. Oh, y'all well, got you know, I, I, that's one way, uh, Dr. McKell, we can pick up some support. Now, yes, you talk about Alabama. That's Talladega, Alabama. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a very uh, scholarly school and near Tuskegee, all right, when you come around to Georgia, you got all kind of, you got seven historically black colleges right there in Atlanta. Yes, sir. You come around Louisiana, you got them. Well, this is what I'm trying to say. When you got schools, you got students. Yes. And a lot of students are really wearing to do some things that can make a difference. 
Yes. yes. So it wouldn't yes. be like you going down to trying to recruit folk. You recruit them before you get there by way of the SGA. And once you get there, the students are waiting on you to get there so they can get on the bus. Or they can get on the train or they can get on their car. Mm -hmm. And right through them communities, passing out whatever needs to be passed out. We can educate our people. We don't have to wait on white folks to educate them. White folks are trying to take away their education. Exactly. And I think that's our job. I think that's what King was thinking. That's what Malcolm X was thinking. I think mm-hmm. that's what uh, Marcus Garvey, they all were thinking. Yeah. Trying yeah. to educate them. Well, it just so happened we are here tonight. How do we yep. know for just a time as this when our people need to be educated? Yes. yes. And then they'll well, jump you know, out and vote. Well, Doctor, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, no, no. I just, I just, you're you're on point, and I really appreciate that that comment. And I say this, and gentlemen, I say this all the time because you mentioned Marcus Garvey and all those people way back then. Those people did more with less. We yeah, have I so know much you're right. more, and we do so much less. You're very mind. right. <laughs> it's almost a crying shame, gentlemen. Isn't it? But but you know, you might you might want to go to church and then say this. They were more godly than they are now too. <laughs> oh praise the Lord. Glad you said that, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Let you say that. That's, 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 our, that's our United States chaplain. Huh? United States Army chaplain right there. <laughs> yes, indeed. Like, Right now, deputize this crew to this task. So y'all have been deputized. <laughs> we, we, we get deputized every year, every time it's necessary. And we get out there talking about, uh, Dr. Carr, we have three, you probably already know this, three HBCUs in our in our East Texas community. We right. now have Jarvis Christian University. No longer Jarvis Christian College, but university with a master's program out there. And then, of course, we have Texas College here in Tyler, and then we have Wiley College over there in Marshall, Texas. So yeah. these wow. kids that we, we, we and this is what we've been trying to work on, hard we've been working on, as Mr. Arthur can tell you, to put voting booths on these college campuses so these students don't have to be concerned with trying to get, because we can go and we get them registered. I'm, I'm going to tell you, we get those, we're mm. not, we're not. But go ahead. Right. Well, okay, guys, it's 9.55, and so we're going to do our round robin. And, 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 oh, my gosh, this has been an amazing, amazing uh, show tonight. And, uh, and we just, we're just so grateful to have these brilliant minds on. So we'll start with uh, you, Dr. Smith, and you can say your final comment, then we'll go to Dr. Carr, and then we'll come to, uh, uh, to Dr. Arthur, and then and Ms. Arthur, and then we'll go to Dr. Hatton, and then I'll, I'll end it. So well, I'll, I'll, about... I'll, I'll, yes. I'll give my part in saying let's not forget about the conference that we initially talked about. Yes, uh, sir. Yes, that sir. would be a, a good tool in terms of yes, spreading sir. around, introducing uh, this whole idea uh, to our black community, not just in the South, even though we'll concentrate there, but all over. Right. They all need over. to be destroyed. 
They need it in Chicago. They need it everywhere. Our people are behind everywhere. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, let me share. Thank you so much for bringing that because I have that on my list and that that we can schedule and and, and let me get to – to my nephew's funeral and get back. Uh, I won't be on with us next Monday night, so uh, Dr. Haddon and, and Dr. and Mr. Arthur will will take charge, and you gentlemen okay. and uh, and talk about what you need to talk about and what you want to do. But this is what I want us to do. After this, I want us to have a meeting, a telephonic meeting, meeting away off off the air obviously and do our planning. So we're gonna do that mm-hmm. there. I'll set that up very soon. Look at what schedule okay. what's good for your schedules and then we'll start working on that because we're serious about that. Thank you so much for bringing that up, uh, 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 Doctor Smith. Uh, Doctor Carr. Uh, I think that my uh, input, my being brought into this uh, program, uh, really. It's because of the book that I wrote, which is entitled Resurrecting the Black Mind. Everything that I wrote uh, really couples to and attaches itself to every subject that's been offered tonight. So I think that we have to do something about what we can do something about. And what I've heard here tonight is the uh, prototypical plan, action plan, for what we can do to help ourselves regain our footing. And so I'm just happy to be associated with this group and I'm in awe of the opportunity to move forward and do uh, greater things for our country and for our people. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Uh, beautiful. Uh, Mr. Arthur, and then we'll go to Dr. Hadley quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's been a great conversation. Uh, and I want to be clear because, you know, I guess, see, Dr. Smith had me all hype. But basically, you know, what I was saying, Dr. Smith, was that, uh, uh, you know, me, because I'm an inside out kind of person, you know, I'm going to do what I can do when I can yeah. do it. And I'm, it's the moment worrying about whether this other person is doing what they're doing or not. That's not, you know, I'm going to do what right. I'm going to do. It. You know, and, and so that's where I'd be you know, trying to come from. So it's not that I don't care about what you're doing or not doing. It's just mm. that I really care about what you're doing or not doing. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, this was a great show. And a happy birthday, Riri. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, gentlemen, listen, uh, Dr. Hagney, go with yours, Dr. Hagney. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll just quickly. God has a master plan. God knew we were all going to be here tonight. We all have a yes. purpose. And let's move yeah. forward. God's filling this plan. Let's make it's, it's start stepping, uh, implementing, uh, designing this plan so we can implement this plan. So we, uh, with God's blessing, it will happen. Outstanding. Amen. So listen, gentlemen, go ahead and start. And you say amen. amen. Everybody say amen. Yes. Amen. This has been outstanding, amen. gentlemen. Uh, yes, we we appreciate the brilliant minds here uh, on this network and on this show, hopefully, that people are really embracing uh, everything that's being said and that we can implement these things uh, eventually. Uh, Miss Rihanna is going to get ready to play our song for us. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, and so our lines are open, and so hang around. Listen, this has been outstanding. I am so inspired by everything that has been said tonight. And once again, uh, from all of us, we wish Miss Rihanna a very, very, very happy evening, a happy uh, Merry <laughs> Christmas. Oh, wow. Just make it like Christmas. Make it a birthday just like Christmas. Uh, and no singing, yes, Mr. Arthur said, no singing from Mr. Arthur, but we're going to hear our song. <laughs> and this song, it, it means a lot. I'm telling you, um, uh, these guys, uh, Common, 
uh, and they, they had something strong in the back of them. They're brilliant, and to know and see how we feel about how things need to change. So we'll turn it over to Ms. Rihanna. Uh, I think that she's picking up and being able to turn our song on. And, gentlemen, uh, look forward to uh, getting back with you week after next and uh, oh, yeah. have a great show next week and continue to play for my family. Thank you so very oh, much. Oh, yes. God okay. bless. We will. Cool. We will. Yes. 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 All right. Ms. Rihanna. Ms. Rihanna, play our song, please. One day, when the glory comes, it will be ours, it will be ours. Oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be the heavens, no man, no weapon, formed against, yes, glory is destined, everyday women and men become legends, sins that go against our skin become blessings, the movement is a rhythm to us, freedom is like religion to us, justice is juxtaposition in us, justice for all just ain't specific enough, one son died, his spirit is revisiting us, true and living, living in us, resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day, when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be out. Oh, yeah. When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. Glory, glory, oh. glory, glory, now the war is not over, victory isn't won, but we'll fight on. Every man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch. We gon' run with it now. Never look back. We done gone hundreds of miles. From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero. Facing the league of justice. His power was the people. Enemy is lethal. A king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego. The biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing, our music is the cuts that we bleed through. Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany. Now we right the wrongs in history. No one can win the war individually. It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy. Welcome to the story we call victory. The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory. One day, when the glory comes, it will be ours. 
Good night. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. Good night, all.